Hey everyone, how you doing? It's time for the PDG Advertising Podcast number 29. Welcome, how you doing? It's Friday. Today started off really well. We had, uh, there's a website that we've been developing for a while. We did the web design for it recently and I handed it over to the developer a couple of days ago and we got the first so what happens whenever you get the first view of a website that a developer has done they put it up on a what i would call a staging area and what that does is it's not on the actual domain itself i suppose it depends if there's a website already on the domain that the customer doesn't want to lose just yet um then it, the new website goes up on a staging area on a different domain so that you can look at it and see what it looks like and make sure it's right before it goes live onto a real domain. There is another way to do it where you can have, in, for example, in WordPress where you have coming soon mode where you have to log in to the website in order to see the progress on it. So your average customer coming across the site will see a coming soon mode can be called a cloaking mode and it can uh what 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 with that is customers go to the website www.acme.com and they get coming soon but in the background you can be working away and getting your your website right in this case our developer has put the web the new website up on a staging site and I reviewed it today and I think he's done really, really well. Um, you got to be careful in web development because if you don't know what you're doing or if you hire someone and you're not sure roughly how long something will take, you can really get scammed. I have seen um, people charging like a thousand pounds for a one page website that you could get done in about two or three hours of focused work and this week i used a it was a new developer actually and it's because some of our regular developers were i, I think padding the project a little bit and I think, you know, it's really weird. Like, what, what value is something? If you don't have a clue what you're doing, then maybe it is of value to spend more on it um, as long as you get the right product in the end. But I know what things cost. I know how long things take. I've seen people do it. And, you know, I've got a, a wealth of experience behind me in that. And, and I want to be able to pass that value onto my, onto my customers. So... Shopping around and being a little bit more choosy as to the focus and the time being spent on projects has allowed us to complete something way quicker than we would have done before. Way, way quicker. Um, and, and that's a good thing. So it really went well. The website, one of the things whenever you're doing website development is you got to make sure that the website developer knows how important the design is. So the first half of an overall site design and upload and go live is getting the design right and the customer signs off the design so whenever you are getting it developed by someone and if they deviate from the design like colors or placement or alignment or anything like that it uh, can be a big big problem and 
if it means that you have to go back to them and say, look, why are you deviating from the plan? Um, how can we get this back on track? Um, whereas this developer knew the importance of that and focused on getting the website as close as possible. Now, it can be difficult sometimes to get, you know, the right fonts or, you know, maybe even the images to look right um, on the page. It can sometimes be be difficult. And then don't forget, you're, con- you're, you're um, contending with uh, so many different screen sizes, as we've said before. But this guy, this new developer, has, has done it really, really well. Now, what did happen, though, was when you move from a flat image to uh, when you move from a, an image to a website, um, they're different things. So they simply do look different. And sometimes you nearly need to see on a screen and start playing with it a little bit to know if it's right or not. And rarely will you ever get it 100% right. So some feedback has gone back to the developer. He's done the initial parts really quickly and it's looking really well. So this website is in the final stages of um, of getting developed and getting prepared for customers to come onto it. And I suppose it's important to take that step back and say, well, what are we trying to do? What is this website about? And fundamentally, this website has two main points. You know what? It has three main points. And those three main points are the same as my business um, goals and our business goals of customer growth, quality of service, and brand awareness. Those are the three things that this website is all about. And if we can put a tick beside those three things, then we'll have done a great job for that for that customer. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how that goes. I, I think what I'm going to do next week is instigate a process by which we do a review, uh, a quality review of the website whenever it goes out. And as a team in the office, um, the core team, myself and Anthony, will go and have a look and we'll we'll make sure that it looks right. Um, can you imagine if you were a customer? I mean, if I was a customer and I had, you know, two people taking an objective look at my website or my project, I would feel very valued. And that's what we are. That's what we are going for. We want our customers to feel valued. It's very, very important. So I'll keep you guys updated. I'll let you know how it goes. And we'll see how uh, how happy our customer is with the website whenever it's done. So I was really impressed today. Um, Anthony was able to develop up a graphic for the customer journey. I'm not convinced that I'm going to be able to get the customer journey graphic out to everyone on Instagram and on Facebook and on our and on our website um today I, I think it's gonna be next week before it before it comes out. Um we've got a couple of sales meetings next week. So I'm gonna be trying to get that um ready for those sales meetings because it really depicts what we're trying to do for our customers. And what what is that? And, and I think it's important that we, you know, mention it a lot on the PDG Advertising Podcast, which is what you're in on right now. Um, and that customer journey is, it it's what path people take with your business. And it's what I've noticed from you know, four years of running my own business and I suppose um, 
13 years of working in businesses, maybe even more than that, maybe maybe 16 years of working in businesses now. What did I start off doing? Started off working, <laughs> started off working at my uncle's farm. That was interesting. He had a mushroom farm. Very grateful to my uncle John for um, letting me come and work for him. I'm sure I was useless, but I was probably about 15, 16, maybe younger. <laughs> I don't know what age you're supposed to be whenever you're working on a mushroom farm, but I tell you what, I don't think mushroom farming was um, for me. And then I, oh, it was 16 or 17, I got a job in job in Sainsbury's. That was the worst. Um, stacking shelves. Wasn't the worst, I suppose, but it's just a bit soulless, but bit repetitive. Not really something I think that I would want to do for the rest of my life. But having said that, if I if I had to do something, then I would do that. And if I couldn't do anything else, I would do that. I suppose I be, should be pretty grateful for being able to do that when other people aren't able to do anything or other people aren't able to to work so that's quite um that was quite an interesting period doing at Sainsbury's <laughs> one of the lads used to in the biscuit aisle he used to eat a biscuit and then um said that it was broken and then he would put it in the broken area at the back and every so often he'd go and have a <laughs> go and eat one of the biscuits <laughs> uh, um so then I went to work in um uh, a bar, a couple of bars in Lurgan. That was good, quite fast paced. And, and then I eventually um, went to university. I kind of messed that up. Um, didn't do very well at that. And I then was still working in bars and that. And then got kicked out of university. And <laughs> my mum and dad said, Well, you're going to have to go to work now. And I did. Found a job in. God, I, I found a job in. First of all, I found a job in Portadown, a little rural town, I guess, in Armagh in Northern Ireland. And that was answering phones for BT. And that was a boring job. I mean, people were asking me, it was like directory inquiries. I guess you don't need directory inquiries anymore. There's probably a whole job that doesn't even need to need to exist now. And... I uh, did that, and that was, it was boring, it was really boring. I was falling asleep during that. Um, I literally fallen asleep on my shift. <laughs> uh, being pulled into, um, being pulled into uh, disciplinaries for taking too much break. And uh, what, I would, what I would have been doing, I would have been going down to the smoking room and smoking. Um, God, that place was pretty strict. Um, for such a for such a manual boring job, but again I'd do it again. Well, I suppose you can't do it again because there is no director inquiries. But I would do it again if if I had to do it again. Um, but then I got a, what I'd call my first proper job in Belfast. I um, worked for a big contact center. Uh, it was called Gem at the time. Then it got um, taken over by a company called Concentrix, and then I. Um, Moved to an advertising agency, and then I set up my own business. So in in that, I've seen I've seen quite a few customer journeys, and I've built up an experience of quite a few customer journeys. 
and, and a customer journey, you know, there's there's so many parts to it and it's so important and it's everything and it's nothing as well. So the customer journey, like an example of one is when someone how did how did BT directory and directory services make their make their money? Someone knew to call them. They got charged money per minute to inquire about it sounds so alien now that you can just google it but there was this service <laughs> in 20 years in 100 years whenever someone's listening to this whenever peter the hundredth is listening to this um your great great granda um used to sit on a phone in a building gray building and people would ring him up and ask him what the number was for uh, another business so it was a business that told other businesses what their what the number was for other businesses basically google in real life <laughs> it was real life people at google but using phones so instead of searching on google you do phones now i don't know what the um vr equivalent of google will be in the future but basically an information exchange but the the customer journey is one of someone knew someone heard about uh the bt phone number to call and they then called it. Now, there's so many little interactions. So if I was rude to that customer, it would be bad. If I wasn't able to do my job right, it would be bad. It would ruin that overall customer journey. And, and that would that would be a problem. There's another one, I suppose, of working in the bar. Whenever someone came up, if I served them incorrectly or if I, I don't know, if I ignored them or anything that, like, like that or I didn't treat them well, that part of the journey would be would be ruined. So what I've learned and what I enjoy doing and what the business is kind of built on is developing out the customer journey. And what we're trying to do is create a graphic that really uh, depicts that. And the graphic that we've created has um, five stages in it. And it's got target market. So the people that you're trying to target, who are they? Do they know who you are? At this stage of the journey, they've never heard of you. This is the very first stage. And what we try and do at PDG Advertising is engage that audience. So if you sell paint and someone online has indicated that they're potentially going to be painting their house soon by liking you know paint your house ID ideas at facebookpage.com or something like that so if someone does that then we want to get adverts in front of them saying we sell paint so would you like to look at ours and you can um, review it um, and that's the first part of the journey so what we do is we try to affect that positively for customers um, the next part is if the person maybe clicks on the advert or not, that's how we affect it possibly. We put adverts in front of people and we um, get our message in front of people in whatever way we can um, to that uh, target market. But people don't always buy on the first time. So what we then do is whenever they um, watch a video that we've put in front of them or click on an advert or like our page or give us their email address, we then repeatedly get in front of those people again and again and again so that we know that whenever they're ready to purchase that they will purchase with us maybe through discount codes or just knowing that we have a quality product um wouldn't you purchase from someone um if you've built up a relationship with them and that's what we're doing in that second stage which is called engaged um the next stage is those people that have purchased so people that are engaged with us maybe take that little extra move to to make them purchase so we might hit them with a big um hit them is is a bit harsh what we might do is we might um, put in front of them an offer that they that they can't refuse, like in the mafia films, 
where we give them a discount offer or we say it's a flash sale one time only just to move them into that purchase um, part of the overall customer journey. And that's a great part of the journey where they buy, but it, it's, it's not the only part because we then need to move on to making sure that they were happy with their purchase and finding out if they're not happy and then working on getting them to purchase again um, because the first sale is all very well but the next sales are as important because if you only sell something once to someone you need to be selling Ferraris or something to make it worth your while um, I think in order to sustain anything you need repeat customers and repeat business and, and that's something that's very important so in order to do that I think we need fans we need raving fans people that um, there's a great book I can't remember who the author is it's called Raving Fans and I would suggest that anybody reads that book um, really really good but that's that's what we're trying to do in that part of the customer journey we're trying to make sure that people have a great experience so that they share it and then um, that they share it and that they um, sh uh, turn into more fans from that so if you someone recommends something to you you'll maybe buy it um, and using technology these days we can uh, we can actually try to copy the audiences that have purchased from us and create new audiences in, in Facebook called uh, lookalike audience. You can do that in Google as well. So if you've got a database of 10,000 subscribers, um, we can scour the internet for people that are like them and we can get in front of them as as well. Uh, so, so that's another thing that we could do and that, that leads us to the level of success. And that is the overall, you know, customer journey. And that's what we're trying to positive, positively affect in PDG advertising and you know what we say is we work to affect that um, positively we deliver the right adverts at the right time we try to move customers through each stage and we report on success and and adjust misses as we go um, and that seems to be the formula for su success for us at PDG advertising and being able to share that with people is is a real joy um, we also have some of the tools that we use on this uh, document that we're creating so we use Facebook, Instagram, Google Drive, Google Analytics, MailChimp, Google Chrome, LinkedIn and Google Analytics. Did you think that Google Analytics was going to be something that you use as part of that journey? Well it sure is to analyze how things are going. Without that you don't know how well you're doing so that's a very important part. And those that list of tools that we use that's not exhaustive, that's not all we use, but um, they're all a big part of what we use. So I hope that you have enjoyed <laughs> listening to me talk about the customer journey on the PDG Advertising Podcast. Um, that's going to be it for today. It's Friday here in Belfast, cloudy Friday here in Belfast. Beautiful sunshine today. It's all uh, cloudy and gloomy looking out there. Um, but it's quite warm, which is, is good this time of the year. It's quite warm. I still see the beautiful hills in the uh in the background so i'm wishing you all a wonderful weekend um laura i really appreciate you um getting all these podcasts and uploading them onto youtube i uh you've been doing a great job i look forward to seeing them um uh, in the next day or so whenever i review over what's what we've been saying um we're going to be using all the podcasts for little snippets to put out there to the world and to um get people involved in in this journey so you guys that are, are faithful listeners right now, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm hoping that we turn those into more um, in the future, but it's really promising even to have anybody listening. So again, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend and you'll hear from me soon.